spell There is magic to be found And stories here to tell Feed the fire, merry meat Dare to more than dabble All are welcome at our hearth For a little bonfire babble Bonfire babble Welcome to the bonfire Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Oh boy, we do we have a doozy for you today. I am going to try, but I will not promise that not I will to not sing. burst into song like constantly. <laughs> yeah. I think I quote the lyrics from this musical once twice a week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. There will be a full version of Corey and I doing L O L. Yeah. Um uh <laughs> Define gravity and uh, popular oh, sure, and, sure. Uh, and and for good at the end of this uh, episode. And then I'm going to get really, really <laughs> dramatic and sing, um, I'm not that girl. I'm just going to oh, get like really emo right. about it, I love get out it. of my feelings. I love it. And I'm going to cast spells and curses Sure. Um, with no good deed goes unpunished. Oh, God. I will say that that, that song is still a viscerally cathartic experience oh, to sing along to. So amazing. In case you have no hecking idea oh, yeah. what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, let's start, let's start here. We just jumped right in. We're talking about Witches in Media this week. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite series that we do. I love it I very love much. it too. It was uh, Corey's idea, everybody, and I love it. It's my favorite thing. And uh, uh, we're talking about Wicked. We are. Yes. Wicked the musical and Wicked the and book. And Wicked the book. They are very they're different. They're so different. Oh my God, they're different. By um. Gregory Maguire, if it's the book, and by Stephen Schwartz and Winnie. Oh, Winnie, I'm so sorry. I don't remember your last name. Is the musical. It's great. Yeah. Before we dive in, though, yeah. do we have anything we need to talk about? Do we have anything we want to talk about? Well, happy in bulk, everybody. Happy in bulk, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. And hello, Bridget and... At the time of this recording, I don't have my thrush to make my Bridget's Cross yet, so I'm hoping they come this week. They will. Yeah. Also, if you haven't um, and you you got the recipes that I put out this month, Mm -hmm. um, you should make them and then you should eat them and then you should tell me what you thought of them. Yeah. Because I... I just I hunger for your for your input on that for the feedback yeah and 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 we're we're going to do a little push we hope you join us on Patreon yeah because uh you're gonna we're get... doing our first class yes that's right we are gonna do our first class and we uh, put out a poll and people voted and we're, we're doing wands we're gonna be doing wands <laughs> and it's gonna be so fun yeah I'm excited yeah wand making wand and charging making. and all that good stuff I've never made a wand so I'm excited. <gasps> It's so much fun, y'all. So we, we're having fun over there on Patreon, so we'd love you to join us. And you can come or go at any time. Yes. I love that. Teresa Reed, I'm part of her Patreon, and she says that with with honest meaning. It's like, if you need to go, you need to go. Mm-hmm. You know, if you aren't liking it right now, aren't vibing with it, or, you know, If you financially, can't financially yeah, um, yeah. make room for it right now, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Anyway. We'd love to see you over there. Yeah. So happy in bulk. Happy I'm, in bulk. I, I'm excited. I have kind of been living in in bulk land since the middle of January. Yeah. And my creativity has started to come back. I'm feeling, I, I think uh, it's so interesting. The death of Betty White really pushed me. Really wrecked shop. Yeah. It, 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 
she yeah i'll talk I'll, ta- I'll talk about that later i'll talk about betty later okay so but um yeah. i spoke with my ther- therapy update oh, dun, dun. i spoke to my therapist on wednesday about in bulk and kind of like my vibe going into my 27th year and um i it was like so validating because i wanted to express to her like what my vibe is and that is that my vibe going into my 34th year is responsible hedonism Mm. and she was like explain that to me and then i did and she was like i think that sounds great oh my god and i was like yes (laughs) there's somebody you should meet about my therapist (laughs) blessing i love that hedonism i believe leah svedsvin i think that's how you say her last name she's coming out with a new book uh Corey doesn't know this yet i invited her to come on the podcast oh great uh about loki oh terrific and i knew that uh would be very excited and it comes out i think next week there's a there's a song and i'm gonna probably put it in our story this week so you can catch it but i'm i'm actually wearing her shirt right now an artist i really love her name is julia noons and um she has a song called feels good and it's kind of like my anthem going into the new year for me that's great and um yeah my I, ther- love that, my I love that your therapist so did that. Yeah. And she asked me about in bulk and like how to like what does it mean and how to celebrate it. And when I told her oh that gosh. like I was I was integrating like more deity work into it than I normally would mm-hmm. and stuff like that, she was just like, Cool, tell me about it. Like she's like super interested in it and super validating and nice and good and I love that. Yeah, engaged. She's engaged in the things I have to talk about. Which it turns out I've been really, really missing for several years in my life. Oh, no. And so, like, to have somebody who's just, like, gives a shit about what I'm talking about, even though they don't know anything about it, is just like, wow, how exciting and nice that is. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So, I hope your in-bulk was freaking yeah. great. Yeah. That's cool. Let's, uh, let's talk about, let's talk about <gasps> Wicked. Because mm, it's have- going to be do we have any library stuff or do we want to just go out to the bonfire right away there's going to be library at the bonfire i think because of the book and stuff that yeah, i want definitely. to talk about the book all okay. right let's head yeah, out there let's go to the bonfire i have my good brew potion my witch's brew tea here sitting at the bonfire <laughs> and uh kind of want some s'mores oh god where do we start, Corey? I would mess up some s'mores right now. Uh, I, I know, right? Oh, okay. Every time. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think what well, I want to start with real quick is the musical is beautiful. It is beautiful. The musical is very, very good. Alphaba's awesome. The musical is a story of friendship and love and betrayal. The book is a political thriller. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. The book is a political thriller. Uh, pretty much full stop. Having said that, yes. I think the crossover between that, the stuff that they did keep, is that she is anti-establishment. She's very much an activist. She's an animal rights activist. Mm-hmm. And she uses her magic in a magical activism sort yeah. of way. She uses it She uses it politically, and she refuses to succumb to the powers that be. And those, both those things happen in the book and in I different ways. And I will say... I don't know if there's something you want to put in the show notes, but if you haven't read Wicked and you choose to read Wicked and substance abuse is a trigger for you, Mm. this can be a really hard book for you to read. Um, So make sure that you have support and the right brain space, because I will be referencing that a little bit when we talk about the book. 
Um, I will also be referencing a sexual assault. Assault. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a uh, which is not a huge part of the book, but it but is it part is of in the there. Book. It's in there. It is in there. Wicked is a is a incredibly intense book, and I read it after having. Did you just miss your lip entirely with your tea? Awesome work. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I read Wicked after I listened to Wicked. I had already memorized the musical, and then I read the book, and I remember thinking, oh my. Oh, dear me. Because <laughs> I was also, like, 16. Wow. And, uh, yeah. I was... I don't remember how old it was. Was it 2004, 2005? It must have been 2000. It came out. I was in high school. Yeah. So I listened to the music and I hated it. Oh, really? I know. I I was like that with Rent as well, which I also now love. And uh, we were going to New York for the first time and it was playing. And Tammy was like, we're getting tickets and the kids are going to love it. I'm like, fine, I'll sit through it. And I freaking loved it and then uh went back again i've only been to new york three times but the second time i went back i saw it again and i got to see shoshana being that i saw the original cast the first time and then i know i know yeah it was really cool (laughs) i'm literally alphabet green with envy right now oh it was they were amazing y'all charlie what charlie obutts oh his voice his voice set unrealistic expectations for me romantically (laughs) Mm. he is a dream his voice is just dreamy it's really a powerful musical and yeah and it's really magical it really is (laughs) oh goodness yeah there's a lot of magic so i've already said a couple of the things i really love about alphaba uh and we've just gone on and on about the actual musical and not yeah. magic. Let's let's go ahead and talk about some of the magic that is both in the musical and in the book. And if it's okay, I'd like to start with what we get told in the book. Okay, sure, go for it. Uh, the grimoire in the book was brought to Oz from Earth, mm-hmm. and it happens to be the Lesser Key of Solomon. Mm-hmm. I, I just like yeah. <laughs> Yep. Okay, Gregory. All we right. Are getting let's, right into let's it. Let's do it. Yeah. And within the first couple of pages of the book, we hop right into gender politics. Oh, my stars. And po- and polyamorous relationships. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the polyamorous comes later. But it's in there. But intersectional, um, which is called, uh, herma- he calls it hermaphroditism in the book because we were still saying hermaphrodites. Uh, but yeah. Intersex people. Intersex people that possibly Alpha was and that possibly Alphaba is non-binary or lesbian or... You know, and it very quickly becomes this conversation that we're overhearing, that Alphabet is overhearing of these four characters that we know so well, talking about all the rumors that they've heard about her. And also, who wants to, like, be kind to her and, you know, maybe she has her reasons and the other character going, no, I I don't have time to have sympathy for her. So right there. There's something to you mentioned the rumors about her. That's a theme throughout the whole book. Mm-hmm. And what I what I find incredibly empowering about Alphabet in the book is that she does nothing to quell them. She no. doesn't 
she doesn't go out publicly and nope. say these aren't true. She doesn't try to stop them from happening. She encourages. She encourages one at some, some point. of them a little bit. And, and do you remember why, or do you have an opinion on why? Well, I just think I just think it's incredibly powerful that there's there's a part of me that feels like she's just like I don't care. I have more important things to do. <laughs> And those more important things are trying to fix society. Trying to fix the world. <laughs> and and in any way that she can, if they rally against her so that they come together and overthrow the current establishment, she is okay with into that. It. She doesn't get into spell work. She doesn't actually become a witch until after they kill her lover. Yeah. In the book. I know we're gonna do spoilers, y'all, for the book. Oh yes. Just FYI. It it's has a lot been different. Out. It has been out for it has been. a while, but it has. Yeah, uh, but yes. Yeah, so just know that there will be some spoilers in this. Yeah. Um, and I think the musical make great choices. So I appreciate yeah. the ending of the musical because mm-hmm. it really disnified the ending in a way that was like <laughs> good for me. But even that Fierro, the choices they make with Fierro. So Fierro is her lover in the book, and and he's killed when they do yeah. a raid in her on her house. Yeah, uh, the government, Mrs. Morrible, <laughs> Miss oh. Madame Morrible, is the flipping worst. Man. Yeah. Oh, she's a horrible. And. One thing I love about the way that they translated Elphaba's relationship with magic into the musical is mm-hmm. that she doesn't know what she's doing. No. She doesn't know how powerful she is because she she's always been told she's, always she's, been told she's, not. she's not. And so it's a she, metaphor. So she doesn't know how powerful she is. But then in conjunction with that, she doesn't know how powerful her spells will be because of that. Right. And she doesn't really truly know what they do. She, well, she's not, even though they're at a school to learn mm-hmm. in the musical, they're teaching her what they want her to know because they want to use <laughs> her <laughs> They want to use her as a tool, but she is this powerful, magical being Mm -hmm. who has been told she's different, wrong, bad. I think we should also add a little bit of a warning here for religious trauma. So her dad in the book is a religious zealot, right? And he is super afraid of, of sin, perceived or otherwise, and he sees her... As a sin manifested. Which is either ironic or absolutely wonderful that he does not consider a thruple, is what they call it. That he does not consider... Um, I do recognize also that poly poly relationships do not really love the word thruple. Yeah, no. But that's what it's called in the book. <laughs> but that's what it's called in the book. Yeah, and, and that it's a man, it's not another woman. Yeah, and it's... And he doesn't consider that sin. No. Which is great. Which is great. But there is also... Uh, you know, Alphaba's mother. I don't. I don't want to vilify her in any way, but there was substance abuse. Mm-hmm. There was infidelity without communication. There was, right. there was a number of things going on there. Yeah, <laughs> that made it so that Alphaba had no support, or not not sufficient support yeah. or love or nurturing of any kind there was nanny but otherwise um her self-worth is totally jacked yeah. from the very beginning and and a lot of witches modern day witches yes have this experience and they turn to magic because it's a place where they feel powerful mm-hmm. and valued and we value you we do value you and you are powerful you are magic so Elphaba is a naturally gifted witch. 
And she is half human mm-hmm. and half Aussian, mm-hmm. which allows her to read the grim- grimoire, the mm-hmm. Lesser Key of Solomon, to cast spells, but not completely. Mm-hmm. So they sometimes go awry. Yes. And then she gets demonized for that. Yeah. But she's one of the only ones who can read it at all. Yeah. And the only one that wield the power because her real father, who is the wizard, yeah, is human. Mm-hmm. He's... He doesn't, he can't wield it. No, not at all. Yeah. One thing I do want to say, just like kind of off topic about the Wicked Witch of the East, a.k.a. Nessa Rose, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. the terrifying tyrant and overlord of Munchkin land by the end there, (laughs) um, is that in the play, she's got arms and in the book, she's got no arms. And so the, the shoes were a way for her to be able to walk while with like balance and like, yeah, being able to, to function in the musical she's in a wheelchair yeah. and that's the magic of i have to say i think that was a really brilliant choice to yeah. bring the shoes in there and, and i yeah. think also that that is a larger conversation about ableism mm-hmm. um, oh, do you think so i do because there's a lot of stories and i am not a part of the disabled community i don't want to speak for anybody but i i do know that there is a conversation about media where a disability gets magically cured. And I think that there's something there um, to a conversation to be had about that by people who are smarter than me. Yeah. But she's she's a terrifying, formidable force in the book. She is. I think. And Morble, here's the other thing that happens. In the book, Morble offers Glenda and Nessa Rose and Elphaba all positions, Mm -hmm. the North, the South, and the East. And Elphaba says no. Yeah. Because she's just not having any. And here's what's interesting, too. Frank and Gregory, you know, she, she, uh, Gregory Maguire, who wrote this book, she's the wicked witch of the West. Mm-hmm. And the West traditionally is the position of death. Mm. Is she a necromancer? Does she deal with death? I, you know, and he doesn't really go into that in the book, but that symbolism is. Mm-hmm. definitely present and she wants to be thought of as a as an assassin yeah yeah of having that control over life and death i think along that same vein of like the ways that she is viewed as as different and othered mm-hmm. is in the book she is an incre an incredibly sexual being like a sensual oh, being yeah. uh, there's a lot of sex in there's this a book, lot of all. sex in this book but yeah. she owns it entirely and embraces it entirely Mm -hmm. and that is unusual for a female protagonist and doesn't Uh, she end up living with the family yes she lives with the family the fierro's family fierro's family because by the way he was definitely married he was married uh (laughs) and she lives with them for several months with uh their kids and everything Mm -hmm. and, and her kid and her kid but she there is no shame Whatever shame she might feel in her life about herself is not in that arena. Mm -mm. To have a woman unapologetically be a sexual being. And powerful. With no shame at all of surrounding it. What an incredible power. Mm -hmm. Because we're taught constantly that sex is shameful and our bodies are shameful and cover them up. Don't want to distract the boys. Like, yeah. Back to my last spark. (laughs) <laughs> um, that's what yeah. she talks about on her podcast, I Weigh. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. So it's like a whole shame sucks. And it's, it's a whole <laughs> thing that is is something we find through the history of witches as they're portrayed in media is like their sexuality being a big part of their power. Mm-hmm. But what I like about this book mm-hmm. is that that doesn't demonize her in any way. No, it doesn't. Because a lot of times there's the like vamp, right? There's mm-hmm. the the villainous, sexy witch. Jessica Rabbit. Uh, not a witch, but yeah. Also, just totally great. I yeah. I love her so much. <laughs> I love her so much too. I love that she loves Roger. Anyway, yeah. I could talk about Roger <laughs> Rabbit for hours. The There's no moment in that I can remember in this book where somebody's like, well, she's a slut. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't remember that either. But it's been... It's been a while since I read it. It's been like 10 or 15 years since I read it. But I don't remember that being an aspect of her vilification. It was always, she's the witch. She's the witch. She's not trying to kill people. She's trying to kill people. Yeah. When really what she's trying to do is protect the animal community Mm -hmm. and disassemble the horrifying government. Mm Mm-hmm. Not that we know anything about what? that. What is that about? I don't know. Fascism and, and she... segregation and racism. And that's in the book. I mean. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. It is, though. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, she is using her magic to be an activist. Mm-hmm. Which I love about her. Which I love about her. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. Yeah. And they and like I said, they keep that in the musical as well, which mm-hmm. I really, mm-hmm. really love. And because she sees how painful it is to use the spell to give the monkeys wings. Mm. And Nico becomes one of her yeah. besties. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and they used to, in the in the musical, they used to be able to speak. Yes. And uh, Dr. Dilla... Dr. Dillamond. Dr. Dillamond is fired for trying to help them bring that back. In the book... He's trying, he knows that they have a consciousness and that they will have more rights if they can learn to speak. Mm-hmm. And he's killed, not just fired. Yeah. 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 Dr. Dillamond. Oh, tragedy. Yeah. All because of magic. I think, too, there's a really beautiful aspect of Alphaba in both the book and the musical, mm-hmm. which is she knows what it's like. To be considered less. Yeah. Like, less than human. Less than valuable. Less than brilliant. Less than everything. And she wears it on her body because it's the color that she is. And so she's acutely aware and super attuned to the struggles of those around her. And that it comes across in the musical beautifully and is, I think, at times can be difficult to read because there is a moment, there's a moment in that book that 16-year-old me read it and went, oh, and that I think was the moment where I was like, I need to be doing more. Wow. <laughs> because like the, the the parallels to the world we live in are not veiled. No. At all. Not, no. They're not, not even, even thinly little. veiled. <laughs> like it's a hundred percent a reflection in a in a funky, fantastical mirror of the world in which we live. McGuire puts it right out. There. Yeah, he does not he's not trying to like trick you into learning. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the hammer from underneath the seat and he's yeah. hitting you over the head with it. Hard. Wake up. And it's uh I think that even though the musical, you know, is 
a little sweeter, a little more polished up Mm -hmm. in some ways. Uh, I think that parts of that are still present. Yeah. Happier ending. Much happier ending. Yeah. Elphaba lives. Yeah. And in the book. Like fakes her own death or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And she and Scarecrow go off. Can we just for a second talk about the ending of the book with Dorothy? Yeah. So Dorothy in the book does not mean to kill her. She goes to apologize to her. Which is the same thing in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, slightly more nuanced in in mm-hmm. Wicked, but yeah, she's not there to murder anybody. Mm-mm. And she realizes that she's been used. Yeah. And she's like, that's fucked. And so she goes to talk to Alphaba and Alphaba gets really uh, like agitated and she accidentally catches on fire from a from a candle or she, whatever. No, she lights her broom on fire she lights her broom on fire. she's so angry. And we should talk about brooms and stuff as well. So yeah. She, yeah, so that happens. And so Dorothy, not knowing Alphaba's al- alert allergy because her her cloak catches on fire yeah so not knowing her allergy throws water on her to put the fire out which kills alphaba yeah because in the book she's the reason yeah she's it's acid she washes herself she bathes herself with certain yep yeah and can i just say baby (sighs) baby queer Corey had some thoughts about that whole thing (laughs) which detta had some thoughts yeah, yeah, like the oils and the anointments of the priestess of Avalon and the priestesses in so many cultures and just anointing yeah. yourself and the oils that we use today, the magical oils. I, yeah. I just, yeah, every and yes, it is very sexy. Very, very <laughs> sexy. Wowzers, bowsers. <sighs> anyway, yeah. uh, but I think that it's, it's, it's such a great uh, example of spin. It is. Of, of what happens when the person telling the story is not objective and has a vested interest in your emotional reaction one way or the other. <laughs> well, and he's playing with all those archetypes and women as witch, mm-hmm. you know, and women mm-hmm. as good or evil. Because mm-hmm. heavens for fend, we'd be more complicated than yeah, that. Yeah, really. It's just really brilliant. And and I think the musical kind of captures that as well with Galinda. You know, yeah. That she ends up becoming more complicated. She's so complicated. Yeah. And, and just Fiero, is, Fiero is complicated. Yeah. And there is something else we can take from both the musical. Yes. And, and maybe going back to Nessa Rose. In the musical, I don't I don't remember if this happens in the I don't think it happens in the book. Because Bach is a really good friend of Alphaba's in the mm-hmm. book. But in in the musical, Nessa Rose is in love with Bach. Yes, and, and Bach she, is in love with Galinda. Yes, and Nessa grabs the book, and she is not half human, mm-hmm. and she tries to read it to make him love her and instead shrinks his heart. So then Alphaba fixes it by turning him into the Tin Man. Mm-hmm. And then he resents her for it in the musical. But yeah. I just want to point out, love spells never go well, y'all. If love you're trying to make sp- someone love do you, what you should be doing love instead spell, is do it, for, do it for yourself yeah, do it for yourself and say, I attract love. That's exactly where I was going with that. Valentine's Day is coming it up is and lots coming. of people want to play with, I want to make this person love me. No, think about no. the qualities that you want if you're going to cast and, a love spell and, and draw also, somebody to you. as hard as this is, and like I'm telling this to you, but also like as a way to heal like 14-year-old Corey, Aww. if you have to cast a spell to make them love you, they are not good enough for you. It's not going to go They well. are not good enough for you. They don't deserve you if they don't already see you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Alice Hoffman, Practical Magic. <laughs> and the book, again, much harsher. I still haven't finished it. 
Then, oh, you haven't. I'm sorry. I, oh, oh, that the person who comes to get that love spell and I go to make through, a specific person oh, love her. Oh, that part I remember. Yeah, it's bad. Yes, it's bad. But like Nessa, the characters are so complicated. And I think that's what's beautiful about the musical mm-hmm. is that they found a streamlined way to get that across. Because mm-hmm. in a book yeah, you have do. in a book you have hundreds of pages. In a musical you have two acts. Yep. And you have to be that message has to get through and the message is that Elphaba is not evil she does things differently and is different and that doesn't mean bad Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean she always makes great choices right but that means that she's not evil and Galinda is not this pure puffy pink beautiful (gasps) being who does nothing wrong ever she is complicated and thought that she had love and found out that it was fake or not as strong as she thought and like well and she pushed it and she pushed it and everybody thinks that she's perfect and she's not and it's exhausting Mm -hmm. and that also takes away any autonomy she has to ever make any mistakes Mm -hmm. and then fiero is a fuck boy who we learn actually just needed to experience different perspectives mm-hmm. and go outside his comfort zone and learn a few things. And Bach is a, a nice guy in the musical who is like, if I'm just nice to her long enough, she'll love me, which is gross and toxic. And not in and the book not at, at all. all. It's very much a like, she friend zoned me kind of vibe it, from it him. It is kind of that, isn't which it? Which is yeah. disgusting and the friend zone doesn't exist because a woman is not a gashupon machine that you put kindness into till sex falls out. Do you know what I saw the other day that just made me, it broke my heart. Hmm. It's like you're using this term with me that I've put you in the friend zone. But you've put me in the boner zone. And and that just makes me realize, oh, you, you never cared about me. You don't like me. You cared about sleeping with me. Yeah, and that's so harmful. Yeah, so... So Bach yeah. is... In the book, Bach is much more lo- interesting yeah. and good. Yeah. Uh, in the musical, they sort of just made him like a fedora-wearing nice guy. Yeah. And it's gross. But there's so much magic. And there's so much... There's so learn. much I magic. I mean, the Lesser Key of Solomon is in the book. Yeah. <laughs> that is the grimoire. I mean, it is what yeah. we all talk about and what we base as witches, modern-day witches, base so much yep. of our magic on. I just... I Thank you, Gregory Maguire, yeah. for doing books, that. I also read Mirror, Mirror. That one was really Did good. Did you? Mm-hmm. I want to read Son of a Witch and, and his others, but I haven't. Did it was Mirror, Mirror... I enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah. I also uh, borrowed it from someone and never returned it, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you're listening, which you're probably not, I'm so sorry. I still have it. <laughs> we'll find a way. <laughs> uh, we'll um, but... I think the biggest takeaway for me as far as magic and 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 witches in this book is that your magic is powerful and can be used for activism. Yeah. And should be. Yeah. And that And that's what drew a lot of us to witchcraft. It's what drew me to witchcraft and it like I said at the beginning that was one of the things well the biggest thing that I love about her the fact that she uses her witchcraft for magical activism specifically for animals but for all of the oppressed I just I love that about her so ditto I think yeah along with a couple other things but we've already talked about them yeah and that you will find your community maybe you don't feel like you have one now or you feel outcast or you feel othered your community is out there and the people who will value you will value you so hard so hard and i just want to shout out 
today before we started recording. We're recording on January 23rd. 23rd. But today, if you're listening to it the day it drops, it's in bulk. It's in bulk. Hello. Uh, hello. But a couple weeks ago, a couple of listeners, again, I don't have their permission. Well, I have Jen's permission to talk about her. But somebody wrote about how they, I don't know if they're out of the witch closet yet, which is why, but they have an account and they started following us and another account and said these two podcasts make me feel a lot less alone I've been a solitary for a long time we're not just us yeah so there's so many different witch communities out there and if you found ours we're really happy to have you here Mm -hmm. and thank you for letting us know you're here and you're not alone you are not alone you are not alone another musical is alone so, but we, I, we're going to do an episode yeah, about the witch and I mean the woods. Oh, yeah, most 100%. definitely. Because, yeah, our Lord and Savior Bernadette Peters. Yeah. So it's filled with magic, you all, both the musical and the book. We hope that you check them out. And I will check say, her out. We also, yeah. we have been doing this thing where we say, like, what do we take away that's uh, yeah. helpful and what do we take away that's not? Yeah. I will say there's also a lot of really great examples in the book and the movie. Movie? I'm drunk. It's the going book to be and a the movie musical soon. that uh, show the dangers of what happens when you try to abuse magic yep. and when you don't understand what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I kind of want to say something to that because I don't I don't want people to be scared. No, no, to this try is not, their Yeah, this is not to say don't yeah, reach no, no, and no. don't try new things. Yeah. But like Nessa Rose <laughs> Nessa Rose really is different. fucked up. Yes, yes. When you abuse it versus learning it and making mistakes. Yes, that's yeah. different. I mean, yeah. like, trying to take a practice you don't understand and have no uh, closed practice, maybe one might even call it, and try to fuck with it. Don't. Don't do, do that. that. Um, and your research and learning and understanding will will guide you to to the right way to handle those things. Yeah. Um, so... That is one thing I will say is that it's a great example of what happens when when you don't have respect for your magic mm. and when you Oof. try to use it for greedy or or harmful purposes. That is a whole other topic and we should totally talk about that. But that's for another episode and another day. I have to agree with you that Nessa Rose example I made earlier about taking the grimoire and not knowing what she was doing and casting a spell to try to make somebody love her. And instead, she almost kills him and would have killed him if not for Alphaba. Yeah. But I don't know about you, but I need a snack. Yeah. So what do we, why don't we send up some yeah, sparks? Yeah, let's send up some sparks. Okay. <laughs> Hey, Corey, what's your spark this week? Uh, my new spark this week is a new album that came out. What? So, oh, the last time you did music. Oh, it was good. This it is was a, so good. This is an entirely different vibe. Okay. Not to say that I've stopped listening to The Amazing Devil because I haven't all the time, every day, forever. But uh, if you like the band Loud and Swain. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is I do. frontmaned by Rob Benedict uh, of Supernatural fame, as well as other shows. Uh, he put out his very first solo album. What? And it's called Leave the Light On. Oh, nice. And it's beautiful. The vibes are very relaxed. Um, It's got, like, beautiful poetry. It's just poetry. Oh. It's beautiful. And his voice is great, and I love him very much. And 
I think that you should check it out. Robert Benedict as in... Rob, Rob Benedict Rob, as in Chuck from Supernatural. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love him. So he's the front man for Loud and Swain. And I love Loud and Swain. I got to see them live once and embarrass myself very badly, but it's fine. And Can I just say, since we're talking about musicals anyway, the musical episode of Supernatural is like one of my favorite Lord. episodes ever. And uh, it's been out a while, so I'm not going to spoil anything. I love it when he shows up. Boy, that character really took a turn. But yeah. uh, his his new soul album is so yeah. good, and it's... I Just please listen to I it. I can't wait to listen yeah. to it. I'm really excited. It's got kind of folky country vibes. I'm into that. Yeah. It's very chilled out. It's good for like... If you're working in your garden, which is what I was doing when I listened to it, or if you're doing crafts. You should see her blisters. Oh, that's a different thing. That was a yard work thing. I I repotted some plants the other day. And and yesterday I did about three hours worth of yard work. And um, the place between my forefinger and thumb on like the L shape of my hands each have just the gnarliest blister spots. Ouch. You Uh, hard worker, you. And it turns out that you use that part of your hand a lot. (laughs) And it hurts. What's your spark? My spark is, and this is a little bit complicated, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. I'm scared. The reason I mentioned Betty at the beginning, because we're talking about animal activism specifically. Copy that. Right now with Alphaba, although she did other activism as well. And because I am a magical activism witch, which you know if you listen to the podcast. And and I'm also a huge animal activist. Uh, I want to give you the Betty White challenge. Yes, I know her birthday was January 17th, but it's going to come up again. <laughs> and I want to challenge you to do it the way she did it and do it every day of your life. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to donate all the time because I know not everybody can do that. But Somehow look out for the animals. And if you're not a vegetarian, I would like to encourage you to give up meat just one day a week. Just one. Meatless Monday is very common. Yeah, very common. Just one day. See how that goes. Even so, you can also look out for animal advocacy if if vegetarianism is not for you. Uh, Look at other ways that you can support the rights of domesticated animals and help them out. And and zoos, because, and I know zoos are controversial, but they are, some of them, are doing a really good job of keeping species as we... Destroy the planet? Yeah. Yeah. It's keeping them alive and hopefully teaching them how to repopulate. A number of yeah. them are also our refuges as yes. well. So. Yes. Oh, and there's so many. There's elephant sanctuaries. Did you know that the, cheetah, the, yeah. uh, the animal kingdom in Disney World is a preserve? No. I didn't know that either. I went there uh, a couple years ago, and we went on the little Jeep ride safari thing. Animal Kingdom, by the way, was my favorite part of Disney World. I've never been to Disney World. It's a lot. I but... won't go to Florida. <laughs> I'm and Thumb and Louise, Florida and Texas. We'll never I go. Won't go to Florida again, no. probably. But the big open space where all the yeah. animals are is a preserve. That is awesome. Thank you, Disney. Yeah, you know, for We're the very little that you fucking up constantly. Yeah. But that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So that's so that's my challenge, the Betty White challenge. And there is somebody still running her page. And I went on it earlier this morning. And they've posted and they earned the Betty White challenge this year did so well. So expect me to mention it again next January, December. And December, I would January. I would also add to that, like, rather than PETA. Oh, Look at your local level. Yeah, people have mixed feelings about PETA. I have strong feelings about yeah. PETA. <laughs> uh, or you have strong feelings about PETA. Mm. Yeah. But look at what you can do at your local level. Yeah. Because do. local is important too. Local's going to be important for the rest of our lives, yes. y'all. Uh, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. That's it. 
Well, dang. Well, that you was too. Fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming along, all of our little sidebar chats. And we didn't sing. Well, a little. Not really. We didn't. You know, Fine. Let's pop. You're there. welcome. We hope you learned something, too, about magic and how powerful the art of storytelling is to keep our craft alive and thriving and introducing it to other people. So if you're a fiction writer, go out and write some stories because yeah. they're some of the most powerful stuff out there, y'all. And, yeah. and it's a really great way to also learn your magic and embed it in your subconscious, mm-hmm. you know, as you're learning our storytelling because it gets in our brain a different way. Yep. And yeah, and that's cool. it. All right. Well, I want to re. I want to reread Wicked. Me too. That was hard to say. Re 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 Wicked. Reread Wicked. Wow, that is really hard. Blech. Okay, five times faster. No. Okay, no. Well, hey. Until next time. Be well. Harm none. And don't forget that you are magic. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to our podcast. If you would be so kind, we would love it if you would head to Apple Podcasts or to Spotify to rate us. And on Apple Podcasts, you can also review us. Leave us your handle and we'll give you a shout out. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us at Bonfire Babble Podcast on Instagram, Bonfire Babble Podcast at gmail.com, Bonfire Babble Podcast on Facebook. And Bonfire Babble Podcast on TikTok. We would also like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle, the Duwamish people past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. We encourage you to participate in real rent in your area. If you live in Seattle, you can do that by going to the Duwamishtribe.org, and we encourage you to find your local tribe and do the same.